We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Rolling. He's going to throw. It is caught. And a touchdown. And it's McBride. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to a very special NFL Draft edition of Stay Hot, where we're going to be sitting down with top-notch NFL Draft prospects, diving into their college careers, their hopes, their excitement for the NFL, and much more. Today, we are joined by Mackey Award-winning tight end from Colorado State, Trey McBride. Trey, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Doing great, guys. Thanks for having me on. Of course. Uh, To start this off, I think we've kind of started all these interviews with some uh, like icebreakers or just kind of (laughs) not personal questions, but questions about like a background. And we did some digging. We tried to figure out like some interesting stuff. And we learned that you worked on a farm or grew up on a farm with a bunch of animals and everything. So uh, what were some of the pets that you had uh, growing up or some of the animals you were working with growing up? Because it seemed like quite the extensive list. Yeah, no, it was very, very unique, you know, growing up, uh, being able to, to be around all these animals and stuff. We had, we had uh, any animal you can think of, you know, my, my family uh, breeds dogs, so we had a ton of dogs, but, you know, we had emus, which are kind of like ostriches. We had goats, we had llamas, ducks, pigs. I mean, you name it, we had it. Uh, miniature horses, we had it all. So, uh, you name it was like a little farm out there. It was a lot of fun. Why did you have emus? Like, what is this? Do you <laughs> collect their eggs or is it just for fun? Uh, well, where we are, there's a lot of coyotes and stuff. So they're, they're supposed to, uh, the llamas and stuff are supposed to keep the uh, coyotes away from the dogs. And uh, the emus, I honestly don't know. I think uh, it's just kind of one of those things we just did because why not? You know, Because why not? <laughs> Were they mean? I feel like they'd be, they'd be mean. There's this lady on TikTok who keeps emus and they're always like charging at her. Did you ever like suffer any like emu related like injury or incident? No, they were never a huge fan uh, of us. They loved my mom, but for us, they didn't really care for us too much. <laughs> 
did you have a favorite animal on the farm or anything? Oh, uh, we had, um, we had horses, which was awesome to go feed it, the horses and, and things like that. That was a lot of fun, but we had just about every animal you could think of. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, I worked on a farm too. I worked on a berry farm for a couple of years. So I think that that really bonds us. That's I'm actually wearing yeah, the shirt right now. Hard work though. That probably got you, <laughs> that probably got you ready. I don't, did you like grow any crops or anything or was it mostly just like an animal, just a big property with a lot of animals? Just a big property with a lot of animals, but there was a lot of farming and stuff around us. So all of us would do that, uh, in the summers and stuff, uh, okay. for, for work. Gets you in good shape. Gets you, gets you in good shape for the season and everything. Yeah. I'm sure that, I'm sure that helps out. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. All right. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I know a lot of people sticking with your, sticking with your, you know, upbringing and childhood. A lot of people, when they start playing football, um, are pushed by their fathers or coaches. And sometimes their fathers are their coaches to play football. What role did your parents play in your football development? Uh, truthfully, you know, my parents just let us do whatever we wanted to do. They were very uh, supportive of what we wanted to do. Um, they initially put us into sports, uh, you know, at an early age to, to you know, get our energy out. You know, as, as four boys, we were always beating each other up, uh, causing a lot of havoc and stuff around the house. So our parents threw us into sports to, to try to get us to, to burn our energy, and that's what we did. But we kind of just fell in love with it. Uh, it wasn't really forced upon us. Uh, just kind of fell in love with the sport and, and wanted to keep playing. That's that's really awesome. Yeah, in high school, you played uh, baseball, football, basketball. At what point did you decide that football was the route that you were going to go? And what made you decide that? You know, I probably I probably knew like sophomore, junior year, this is what I wanted to do. You know, I really was very fortunate. I had the opportunity to go play baseball, basketball, football, whatever I wanted to do in college at a really high level, but I ultimately decided I want to be a tight end. Uh, I wanted to play football and, and that's where my passion and love was. And, and that's what I decided to do. I wanted to play, be a football player. Did you have like D one baseball, basketball offers on the table? Like yeah, you did I mean, Colorado I had, State for yeah, I had like smaller FCS schools that, that I could have went and played baseball, basketball at as well. But ultimately I wanted to be a football player and, and that's what I did. I, I played football. What positions were you at, at baseball and basketball? Uh, you know, from in basketball, I was like the big man, you know, being from a smaller place, I was kind of the, the bigger guy. So, but really I, I kind of did a little bit of everything in basketball and baseball growing up my whole life. I was a catcher, but then towards the end of my career, I became a first baseman, but, uh, really love both those sports. I think it really, uh, helped with the enhancement and development of and, uh, being a football player as well. For sure. For sure. I was just going to say, I know a lot of people, um, you know, try and just go strictly one sport in high school. But I, I'm a big advocate for being multi-sport. I think it's really important. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think playing multiple sports really helps you develop in other sports. You know, the hand-eye coordination in baseball and try bringing that over to football, just all the little things that you bring from other sports really, uh, they go hand in hand with the, with each other. Especially like basketball and tight end, you see basically like a bunch of the dominant tight ends in, in the NFL played basketball, even up to like the college level. So like boxing out and all that kind of stuff is like important no as well, yeah, for no sure, doubt. for sure. You also used to uh, wrestle in high school as well. What was your go-to wrestling move? You know, uh, so I wrestled, all my brothers were really good wrestlers. Uh, I wrestled up until high school. Once I got into high school, that's when I transitioned to strictly uh basketball but i did love wrestling all my brothers still today want to wrestle but uh you know i just i i kind of just went with like a little single leg that's kind of what i did but 
um, I was just a little bigger, stronger than everyone I usually wrestled. So uh, I, that's why I kept I quit doing it because everyone was a little bit better than me at that sport. Uh, I had to move to basketball, but I loved it, man. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, no, wrestling is interesting. You talk about being like a little bit bigger than everybody. And I always think it's interesting, like, because I'm not an NFL athlete and we always used to play like sports at recess or just like in general, like with the friends, like in the backyard or whatever. And I'm thinking of like, you know, I, I'm not that good at it, but I still think I had some like crazy recess highlights, some crazy like stat lines. <laughs> like if as a few, like a future like NFL player, like what is your like ultimate like elementary school football? high? Like what were you, what were you doing to kids like at, in like middle school no, yeah. when none of the cameras were there, like in a gym class? Like what was like your greatest feat of athleticism in like middle school gym? <laughs> No, that was a lot of fun for sure. Like, I just remember all my buddies and stuff, we would all go out and, and play, uh, you know, whether it was football. A lot of us actually played soccer. That's what we did uh, at recess just because that's what everybody did. That's where all the groups were. And it was just uh, – so I just remember kicking the ball all the way across the field, you know, playing goalie because uh, it was, like, the most challenging, trying not to, you know, give up a goal in recess, whatever the, the case was be, the case may be. But it was uh, so much fun. I just remember kicking the ball across the field uh, – and uh, everyone was so impressed. It was so fun, though. <laughs> we had a, we had played kickball a lot in elementary school. That was like our main like thing was kickball. Yeah. And there was a there was a kid named J- Jim Vitito who always could kick it super far. And he he didn't go to like co- play college athlete or, or anything like that. So like playing with playing with you, I can't. Yeah. I would I would I don't know if I would have played kickball if I was like at, <laughs> was was playing with anybody who could like <laughs> kick it across a soccer field. Um, but yeah, no, that must that must have been fun. Moving on to some football stuff. Being a tight end, it, it's a super versatile and demanding position, I feel like. You know, being you have to be a good blocker and good at catching. Which one is your favorite? And I feel like you're going to give me a very PC answer, <laughs> though I like both. So you're not allowed to do that. You have to pick one. Yeah, you know, obviously, like, you know, I, I, I love both both aspects of it. I think that's what makes being a tight end so unique, but... But I, I truthfully, like, I love the blocking part of it. I think it's the gritty, the nasty physicality part of it that, you know, putting your hand in the ground and, and you versus another guy one-on-one who's tougher, you know, stronger, better than that person on that rep is is just kind of cool. And I think, uh, you know, obviously scoring touchdowns, all the glory and stuff behind that, but but truthfully, just like you beating a man one-on-one, you know, is there's just something about that that's, uh, that's special, you know, so... <laughs> I really got, enjoy got, the blocking part. Got to get a pancake every now and then, you know? Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> and, you know, you know, you talk about your favorite play you've made in, like, elementary school. What has been your favorite play that you've made in your career thus far? And it, would that be a blocking play, or is it scoring a touchdown? I mean, yeah, I obviously have some pancakes that, that I could go back and remember, but but truthfully, I think the, the coolest thing was, Scoring my first touchdown uh, in the swamp. We played the Florida Gators in the swamp. You know, I'm 17, 18 years old. I score like a 70-yard touchdown. I think that was probably like the coolest thing to me. Just there was like 100,000 people there. It was just a really cool, cool thing when you're that you know young kid going into a hostile environment and scoring a touchdown. Right. Was pretty cool. What kind of that had to have been what really surreal. What kind of play was it? How did that play happen? Do you remember? Yeah, it was a two by twos. Uh, we're about midfield, a little bit on our side of the field. So it was about a 60-yard touchdown, but they ran cover two. So the two safeties went off the hashes, and I, the middle of the field was wide open. I ran kind of like a seam right in the middle of the field, uh, broke two tackles, and 
and it, it was just really cool. I just remember it was like a 70 yard touchdown and, um, it was so surreal. You know, I was like shocked. I didn't know what happened. It just kind of <laughs> happened so fast. It was, uh, it was really cool though. You know, Colorado state has had uh, a lot of pass catchers, uh, as far as, you know, how big they are. And when, when it comes to the NFL draft and Michael Gallup, Higgins, Williams all came out of there. What do you think they do that allows them to have so many NFL level pass catchers? Is there something there that you think has helped your development and helped their development? I think it's just a, there's a lot of really good people. I think the coaches trust and believe in their guys. And, and truthfully, you know, the Fort Collins is just a special place. It's a, it's a, a great environment. There's a lot of really good people. The coaches are great. And the facilities we have are, are second to none, you know. So it's a, it's a great, great place to be. But truthfully, I think it's just a blue-collar spot where guys come in, they work hard, and, and, and good things happen to them. So uh, that's kind of what I, I credit it to. Uh, you, let's see, uh, have you been working with anybody in the NFL? Like, have you had contact with any NFL guys or any of those guys? Maybe you went to CSU or any NFL tight ends that you've been training with in this off season to prepare yourself for the combine or the draft or, or whatever. Have you had any contact with some, some guys at the next level? Yeah, obviously, you know, there's a lot of people, uh, that I can lean on for advice. You know, there's some former, NFL guys, Joel Dreesen, a tight end from my hometown who played there at Colorado State, uh, really talked to him a lot. Former NFL guys, you know, Preston Williams, Michael Gallup, guys like mm-hmm. that that I can lean on. Um, and then truthfully, you know, there's just there's so many guys I train with. You know, I train with a bunch of NFL guys. So there's so many guys that, that I can just ask a question, you know, lean on them, guys from my agency, guys all over. So it's really so cool to have those guys that are in your corner and, and are wanting to help you out and give you great advice to so you can succeed and not, you know, maybe take a wrong turn. What's the best advice that one of those guys has has given you? Is there anything that like sticks out that is like, oh yeah, that I wouldn't have thought about that otherwise? I think uh, the main thing is is just is you know keep the main thing the main thing. Like you know you're there, you're there to play football and and uh, don't let things get in the way of of doing your job. You know, like at the end of the day, you got to do your job. It doesn't matter what everyone else um, wants from you or, or things like that, you got to get your job done. So, um, just kind of staying the course and, 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 you know, being humble and, and things like that will always, uh, you know, take you to the, the right way. For sure. For sure. And when you're watching film, I like, I just, I've been asking, we've interviewed a couple prospects and this is something I always enjoy hearing about, like the film watching prospect pro, uh, process for you. Like how much time do you spend like watching yourself and maybe watching, balancing that with watching your opponent and watching other guys like around the or either in the NFL or other peers in college, like how much time do you spend watching film and how do you divide that up? And does that change from like the off season to, to the regular season or how does that process work for you? Yeah, obviously that's going to change, you know, week to week, uh, season to season, but you know, typically in a season you're watching a lot of opponent film. You're trying to see, obviously you're watching all your practices, seeing what you did right and wrong, your footwork, hand placement, all that stuff on your, your practices, but then you're seeing what are your defensive ends? What do they do? What are some keys that, that they're going to give you to, so you can beat them? And, you know, what are things that they do um, really good that you can, you know, try to counter things like that. So um, really watching them and trying to see what they do. And then obviously watching other, you know, great tight ends, watching NFL guys, watching different tight ends in college and, and seeing what they do and trying to take, you know, different tools from them and, and use it in your own game. So, Obviously, that's something that you're you're going to be doing a lot, but uh, it, you know, it changes week to week on how you divide it up. But um, 
definitely things that happen every week. Absolutely. For sure. For sure. And is there anyone, is there anyone that you've been watching in the NFL right now that you feel like you want to emulate or feel like that you've been basing your game a lot off of? I mean, yeah, there's so many great tight ends right now and, and so many different guys that do things, uh, you know, very well. Um, you know, obviously Travis Kelsey catches the ball very well, but then you got guys like George Kittle who, who really are complete tight ends who can do a lot in the run game, be a physical asset in the run game, but also go and, you know, catch touchdowns for you. So a guy like him is someone who I really model my game around and try to be a complete guy like him. But, you know, there's Mark Andrews. I mean, there's really so many great tight ends right now that you could really take tools and, and you know, little nuggets from. I see. Are you wearing your shirt from the combine, the number 13 uh, combine shirt right now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At the yeah. Com- yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> That's drippy uh, for sure. But uh, uh, at the, when you're at the combine, obviously you were meeting with teams. And this is another question I've asked some of the other guys, but I always love hearing about it. Like, what were some of the questions? Did you get any like weird questions from NFL teams at the combine? Did they try to like throw you off your game at all? I keep hearing about like how prospects go into these meetings and like the NFL teams will just ask them the weirdest stuff. Did you did you get that experience at all? Yeah, no, I've definitely heard of uh, of that happening, but I was very fortunate. I met with 10 different NFL teams and uh and I didn't get any, uh, you know, curveballs or anything like that. They were all pretty straightforward questions and and uh, all m- mostly about football. So didn't really get any curveballs, but I have heard some crazy things of where teams will, will do, you know, some, some different things and, and try to catch you off guard. What is that process like? I mean, not outside of the crazy things, like what are the kinds of things that they ask you? And like, do they, do they show just like bad plays or some good or a mix of both? Or is it just like getting trying to know you personally and asking about like your family or whatnot? Like what is, like, what does a typical NFL interview look like at the combine? I mean, yeah, each interview is very different. So it's hard to go, you know, each, it's hard to be as, you know, stereotypical as, as you can, but, but it's very different, but, you know, typically they, you know, sometimes they'll teach you a play. You know, it's usually about a 20, 25 minute interview. They'll teach you a play right when you get in there. They'll sometimes they'll teach you two or three plays and then, then they'll kind of push it to the side. They'll start asking you questions. How's your family? Tell me about your childhood. What's your strengths, weaknesses, whatever. They'll just kind of get some basic information out of you. And then, um, you know, then you'll watch some film. They'll, there'll be some great plays up there. There'll be some plays where you messed up and you know, you've seen the play before because obviously you've messed up and everyone knows you messed up and, and uh, they're asking you, why did you mess up? What were you thinking? You know, trying to get what was going through your mind out of you and you know, what coverage are you seeing? They're just, they want to see how, how good of a football player you are and how knowledgeable you are. And then, and then typically, you know, at the end of the meeting, after you, your mind's been elsewhere, they'll they'll try to have you teach back those plays that they taught you when they first. So they'll they'll teach you a play, and then thirty minutes later, they'll have you reteach it to them to see you know how much uh, you can retain and uh, things like that. So that's probably a pretty typical you know twenty five minute or so interview with the NFL team. But then there's you know the the head coach, the GM, the tight ends coach, the office, all those guys are in there too. So it's a little more nerve wracking than than just going in there talking to to anybody. How 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 good of a job did you do on regurgitating those uh those plays back at the coaches? Yeah, I think I, I did a great job. You know, a lot of the plays um they're very similar. Um you know a lot of teams run very similar plays, uh things like that. So everything's very similar. It's probably something that you've seen before in your time. Just a lot of different terminology and things like that. So that's probably the different part, but it's probably a play you've seen before that that you can draw up. But 
you know, you, they usually don't take let you take notes, but they just want to see how much you can retain and, and things like that. But as long as you know most of it, you'll be all right. So are these teams kind of like talking to you about what their scouting report is on you, like what they think your strengths and weaknesses are? Or do they just want to know what you think of yourself? Usually they just want to know what you think of yourself. And, um, and you know, they would just want to know about you as a person. And every, you know, they're about to invest a lot of money into you. So they just want to know what kind of person you are and who you are outside of football. And, you know, what do you do in your free time? Just every little thing about you, they want to know. Do you ever go and look at your scouting reports? Have you like looked at any of them online or seen anything about that? I mean, obviously you see them and, and you see your strengths and weaknesses and things like that. And, and uh, I, I don't look at every single one of them, but I have, you know, obviously peaked at a few. Yeah. Did you notice anything like when you'd go and look at them and you'd see something in the weakness column and maybe disagree with it or think like, that's not one of my weaknesses? Oh yeah. You know, sometimes you see that and, and it, you know, gets you frustrated, but at the same time, it's like, there's a million people and everyone's going to have a different opinion on you. So um, you just kind of got to kind of, you know, be that guy and, and do everything you can to be the best player you can. And, and not everyone's going to like you and not everyone's going to hate you. So you just kind of got to, you know, how that's, that's just how it is. For sure. For sure. Uh, one other thing that we, we were told was uh, you're quite a bit of a trash talker on the field. Is that, is that a fair assessment <laughs> or is that just getting made up? Uh, you know, I, I'm sure that's that's probably fair to say. Uh, <laughs> I, I I mean, it's just kind of when you're in the heat of the moment and uh, you you make a good play, you hoop and holler sometimes, and and uh, you know, I, it's maybe a fair statement. Who knows? <laughs> so it's it's not something that you strategize. You don't. Are you trying to like get in their head, or is it like a strategy, or is it just something like I just did something sick, and you're gonna have to hear about it? Yeah, it's usually just I did something sweet and. Uh, it was probably on you, so I, you're going to hear about it. Um, but no, no, nothing that I like. I don't look up their girlfriend's name or any, you know, things like that. You you're know, not I, Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, I'm, I'm not doing anything crazy like that. No, I'm, I'm not that interested in it. I just sometimes, you know, as a competitor in the heat of the moment, you just kind of get hoop and holler sometimes, and that's just how it is. Did you know anybody who would do that? Did you have any, like, teammates that maybe took it a little bit too far, or is that just kind of a story, like, stories that no, you've heard? I've, I've definitely heard things like that, but um, I don't know anybody personally. I think we had a defensive lineman, actually, that would do stuff like that, but I never really, uh, I never knew anybody, like, personally that i was super close with that would do things like that it's kind of funny though <laughs> it is it is are you gonna as a rookie in the nfl do you think you'll continue that or are the guys that are a little bit like as a rookie and maybe some nfl vets <laughs> so do you think you'll maybe tone it down a little bit until maybe you're 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 <laughs> yeah who, who knows yeah i'll probably I, i'll probably you know tone it down obviously yeah it's uh uh but but who knows you know and you're in the heat of the battle sometimes it just happens so we'll see <laughs> you talked a lot about working with a lot of different guys and stuff like that. Is there anyone who you're looking forward to like doing a Jersey swap with after a game? Is there somebody on that list where you're like, I really want to get their Jersey. I mean, obviously there's these great tight ends that you grow up watching and, and being, you know, around Travis Kelsey and George Kittle guys like that would be super special. And, you know, even doing a Jersey swap with guys like that would be awesome. But just kind of meeting those guys that, that you grow up watching, you know, the Brett Favre's and Tom Brady's, these iconic guys that have been playing for so long. You want to, you know, go and, and, you know, shake hands with them and, and things like that. So that'll be very cool in that aspect. But um, I, I'm just excited for the whole thing and just to meet a lot of new people and, you know, Jersey swap with whoever wants it. So. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Yeah. 
Absolutely. <laughs> well, before we head out, we have a few rapid fire questions to ask you. And it's just <laughs> off the dome. First thing that comes to your head. Don't think too hard about it. Uh, all right, it's just yeah. all fun. Hit, hit so first one, first one, your biggest fear. Just something that absolutely terrifies you. <laughs> I think uh, spiders. Uh, I'm, I'm scared of spiders. <laughs> and I'm also scared of the dark. So you get, you know, a little bit of both. Not, not scared of the dark, but like hate being in like you know dark places things like that but if you get spiders and dark i mean that's a, that's not a good place it's for me. <laughs> I'm, it's I'm also a bad combination too, on a, like, a, I think <laughs> like, a big space like a farm i would imagine there's a lot of like bugs and, and sheds yeah. and spiders there yeah, yeah. And darkness and, darkness, and old like right. tool places yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right next one the first purchase when you get your first nfl paycheck Oh, that's tough. I'm probably going to get like uh, a car, a, a nice car that can, uh, you know, take me from point A to point B. Nothing, nothing too crazy, but I'll probably get me a, a nice car that'll last me a little while. Do you have any idea of what kind of car you'd want? No. And I think that depends on where I go and what kind of environment I'm going to be in. True. Uh, whether I can get like a car <laughs> or if I need like a a damn pickup to get me out of the snow. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, if you're in Cleveland, man, you might <laughs> you might need a, a big SUV. Yeah, you know? we'll see. Yeah, we'll see where we'll see. that that all depend on on the environment I'm in. It's funny. Even if you go to a warm place, you should get a place with uh, a car with four wheel four wheel drive. Because I'm in Arizona, and we went up to Flagstaff, me and a friend, and we it's ended up snowing there, and they were in their two wheel drive like golf, and they had no experience snow driving, and they just like were too scared. Wow. Had to drive them out. So even if you go to like a cold, no no one in a warm place <laughs> knows how to drive. It'll be like sleet outside it won't even be snowing it'll just be like cold rain (laughs) and they will freak out so like i think a four-wheel drive and just like is is it is a good place anywhere just because like any anywhere in a warm location they don't know know how to drive they don't know how to drive in any kind of weather (laughs) Uh, all right we used to ask people what their celebrity crush was but a lot of (laughs) it, it has seemed to be like most people can't think of one so we're gonna go with a celebrity that you would most want to meet uh, I think someone I'd want to meet would be like LeBron or someone like that. I think that would be a pretty cool thing to, oh. to you know, spend a day with LeBron or, or Drake or somebody, you know, of that status. But um, that would be pretty cool, um, in my opinion. Is LeBron better than Jordan all time? Do you have a, a head of Jordan all time on your <laughs> list? I, I, you know, being a LeBron guy and being in the era of him, I, I would have to go with, you know, he's the, the greatest. But, you know, the people that, that were in the – Jordan era will probably disagree. So it's, it's hard to, to, you know, name one guy, but I think, you know, I think he's the greatest in my opinion. I think we all think that's Fair a good enough. take here on the stay hot podcast. I think we're all LeBron fans here. That is a great take. Well, actually who's the, who do you think is the greatest tight end of all time? Ooh, that's uh that's tough. You know, there's uh Gonzalez was a great tight end. Um, that's that's a tough one. I'd probably have to go with you know Gonzalez because of of uh, the he kind of really changed the game early on and and things like that. But there's been a lot of really good ones, so it's hard to hard to pick one. Tony G's a great take. Tony G's a great take. Yeah. Next one, your favorite movie? Uh, I think Step Brothers <laughs> is a, a classic. Um, you know, Will Will yeah. Ferrell, and the, you can never go wrong with that one. So that's a a classic one for me. All right, fair enough. Any Adam Sandler movie, though, too, that's <laughs> tough, man. Adam, Adam Sandler's, Sandler's a, hilarious. You, you get the Happy Gilmore. Those those movies are great, too. So 
you know, I'm a comedian, uh, comedy, you know, guy. So you find a funny movie, I'm in. Fair enough. And then one more. Uh, we have a bit here about ice cream. So your favorite ice cream flavor? Oh, <laughs> uh, my favorite ice cream flavor, probably like an Oreo. Um, but with like white ice cream, not like a chocolate ice cream. I need like a vanilla ice cream with like little Oreo chunks that would, you know, can never go wrong with that. I guess that's fair. What are your thoughts on lemon ice cream? <laughs> I've never had it, but not. Um, it doesn't sound good, right? It doesn't, sound, it, it, doesn't it doesn't sound good. good. No. If someone were to have it in their top three ice creams of all time, you would think they're a little, yeah, it's, little it's, crazy yeah, for that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. I've never had it. I'm. Not knocking it, but it doesn't sound crazy uh, appealing. Prospect to me. grade has gone down. <laughs> that is tough. <laughs> yeah. Well, that pretty much wraps up our questions for you. Again, thank you so much for joining us. Best of luck in the draft and in the NFL. We can't wait to see you know what all all the great things that you're going to do. Shout out to Wasserman Talent for connecting us with these amazing prospects. And again, thanks you all for watching. Tons and tons of content coming to win all platforms. We will catch you all on the flippity flop. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom, and a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.